Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Mac Dominic is back with part two of his special presentation, equipping us to battle evil through the power of God's Word. We have so many resources that are available for you at our website, swrc.com. Books, DVDs, conference information, our latest articles from the Prophetic Observer, the ability to hear past programs, and so much more. Visit swrc.com today. That's swrc.com. And when you order a resource from Watchmen on the Wall, remember, you are supporting the continued outreach of this ministry. So thank you. And if you have a prayer need, would you let us know? We consider it an honor to pray with you. You can email us your prayer request, prayer at swrc.com. That's prayer at swrc.com. Or just give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Now, let's join our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and his guest, Mac Dominic. There is spiritual and moral darkness of the worst sort everywhere in today's world. Mac Dominic is back with us. We will continue talking about the video, Deliver Us From Evil, Part 2. Mac, welcome back, and you did such a wonderful job yesterday speaking about Genesis 6, 4, and 5, and so we're going to start today. I want to start right off. Who were the giants listed in Genesis 6, verse 5? Thank you, Larry. Yes, the giants are the offspring of the angels of God that embodied, came to the earth, and took wives of human women and produced children. These children are the giants. We can look at historical accounts of of actual writings of those that have dug up giants in archaeology. They're all over the world. As a matter of fact, I was listening to something just the other day on the island of Sardinia. There are uh, graves of giants all over the place. The average height of these giants on Sardinia ranges anywhere from 9 to 12 feet. Pliny, the historian, actually recorded there was an eyewitness of a giant skeleton that was 160 feet tall. We don't know if that was an exaggeration or what that was all about, but there is evidence of a race of giants that actually lived on the earth in ancient times, and the evidence is all over the place. We have the giant Indian, American Indian tribes here in North America, all over the Middle East, all over Europe. You're finding this. And so these giants were the offspring of the angels and human women. If we want real blow-by-blow details of this, we have to go to the book of Enoch, the, the book of First Enoch, which is called the Book of the Watchers. Now, let me say right up front, I do not believe the book of Enoch is the inspired word of God. Amen. Now, there were one, some church fathers like Irenaeus, was it Tertullian, I believe? I believe it was several Tertullian. Of, uh, several of the early church fathers wanted to include the book of Enoch in the inspired canon but it was not included in the inspired canon 
But it was, but Enoch was quoted by Peter in both of his epistles and in the epistle of Jude. As a matter of fact, in the epistle of Jude, it says directly, and Enoch, the fifth from Adam, or seventh from Adam, prophesied about, and it was talking about the Lord returning with 10,000 of the saints. But the, but the fact of the matter is, is the book of Enoch is a credible historical source and it goes into detail naming the uh, naming the angels that descended to Mount Hermon in the days of Jared, who was Enoch's father. And then there's the book of the giants, which was found among the Dead Sea Scrolls, which actually names names of the giants that were uh, that were on the earth at the time. The uh, the book of Baruch, which is another apocryphal apocryphal book says that in the flood, 435, I believe was the number, 435,000 Nephilim died in the flood. And so this was a serious, serious thing. And the the question we really have to ask is, what in the world were they trying to accomplish and what was really going on here? And... And we have to come to the conclusion that the, what was really happening with the Nephilim, other than, other than the angels satisfying lustful appetites, and that was obviously true, but the, but the plot, we can say, which was probably headed up by Satan himself, was to defeat the promise that God gave in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. Right. You know, when at the fall of man in Genesis 3:15, God told Adam that I will put enmity between thee and thy seed and uh and you shall and and he shall uh bruise his heel but he shall crush your head and I think he was actually speaking to the serpent when he said that. But it was the first, it was the first promise of the Messiah. And basically, it was talking about the seed of the woman. And what was going on here is that this plot to, to create this hybrid race, an e- very evil hybrid race, by the way, was a plot to completely destroy humanity completely destroy the seed of the woman so there would be no redemption for any human beings left, and then the earth would be populated by these evil hybrids. Right. And that is, has to be what was going on. Yeah, this idea of producing another race, a hybrid race, it's almost like, uh, you know, Mac, today, it's, it's like the school system and the woke people, they're trying to erase the image of God in man. So the transhumanists want to create their own man. They want to create their own God without the image of God. So this evil hybrid race would block the coming of the Messiah, the redemption of the world, the for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I mean, this is, what should I say? This, this is demonic to a degree that is beyond imagination. This uh, Satan is oh, a... Yes, Absolutely. You know, the, you know, you ask the average Christian, why did God send the flood? Well, you know what? And most people will answer, well, because of the, there was a big sin problem in the world. Well, as Chuck Missler used to say, 
if there were, if it, the flood came because of a big sin problem, we better all get life jackets <laughs> uh, because because there is a huge sin problem in the world today. Yes. But God is not sending a flood to right. wipe out mankind. No, this was a specific act to specifically to specifically preserve humanity. And we will see as we go forward in this study that the that it happened again after the flood, and that is why the children of Israel were commanded to annihilate the Amur- the Amorites, the Jebusites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and those specific races, because they were also after the flood corrupted with a gene problem with this hybrid hybrid issue that was that came up before the flood. I agree with you 110%. I mean, I don't think many Christians, even conservative Christians, understand why the flood came. Sure, there's always sin problem. We have a sin problem today, but the Lord is not destroying the world with a flood, and we've had sin before. So I think for those who are listening, who think this whole idea of the giants and the Nephilim is a lot of baloney, I think they really need to consider exactly what you are saying, and I, I think that's so, so important. Well, friends, Mac Dominic is our guest. Evil is multiplying exponentially all around us. Can you stand strong? Can you be victorious in this onslaught of wickedness and depravity? Well, Jesus taught us to pray, deliver us from evil, which is the title of the DVD that we're offering. Part two is titled, The Birth of the Gods. Our toll-free number is 1-800-652-1144. Now let's get back with our guest, Mac Dominic. Mac, what happened to these creatures when the the Lord sent the flood? What happened to them? That's a really interesting question, isn't it? Because because what we see is we have, let's let's use uh, Baruch's number of 435,000 and I believe that's right. It could have been 465. I can't remember off the top of my head as I'm not looking at it at the moment. But let's use 400 and something thousand Nephilim that died in the flood. What happened to the souls of the Nephilim? Because they were half human and they were half angel. And we know there is no accommodation by God for a half-human, half-angel. Well, here's exactly what happened. The souls, the spirits of the Nephilim had nowhere to go. The uh, Hades, hell, was not designed for them. The heaven, as we know it, was not designed for them. And so those spirits became the evil spirits that inhabit the spirit world and those spirits are what we today call demons. A demon is not a fallen angel. A demon is not some other kind of creation. A demon is simply a spirit of the departed Nephilim. And they are seeking bodies to embody, or they are seeking a host to embody because they have no body, and that is who, what a demon is. It, is. it is a spirit that came from a Nephilim that died in the flood. 
Well, Mac, do we see a, a version of this account in the myths of the Greek, Roman, and Norse gods? Absolutely. When you, and we will, and in part three, we will get to this in great detail. But we just mention it casually. Well, maybe not casually, but we mention it in passing here. When you look at the, let's take the Greeks because they're the easiest one to do. But if you look at the myths of the Greek gods, you can pretty much come to the conclusion that the Titans, the twelve Titans, right. which were the which were the ruling gods before the Olympians came on, were among the angels that came to Mount Hermon. Now, how do we come to that conclusion? Well, the book of Second Peter tells us when Jesus descended in the lower parts of the earth, he preached to the spirits who were in prison, who were disobedient in the days of Noah. Now, the word used there in Peter, the Greek there, is Tartarus. That is the only time in the, in the Bible that that Greek word is used, although the abyss in Revelation is pretty much the same thing. That word, Tartarus, is not in the Bible anywhere else. But where have we seen that word before? We see it in Greek mythology when Zeus and his brothers rounded up the Titans, his father and others, they chained them up, and they, and they imprisoned them, guess where? In Tartarus. And Tartarus is said to be as far below Hades as the earth is from heaven. We have to understand that these are, these, this is not literally in the interior of the earth, but on a spiritual plane that symbolically is, is we call it in the earth because of people getting buried in the ground and so forth. But it tells us that the Greeks knew all about Tartarus because that's where the Titans were incarcerated. And so there were only 12 Titans. Some of, some of them became Olympians and the, the other Greek gods, but the big majority of the Olympians are what we would call Nephilim, who were children of the Titans. So what we really see here is a, in Greek mythology, is a retelling of what really happened with the angels that descended to Mount Hermon and had children, and those angels and their children ended up being worshipped by mankind as gods. That's how we see, and we come up with the phrase, the birth of the gods, because this is where the gods came from. Right. Not only the Greek gods, the Canaanite gods. Baal, Ashtaroth, Chemosh, Milcom, all of those gods were literal creatures that walked the earth either as an as a angel that descended from heaven or as a Nephilim, and was later on, the stories came around, and they were worshipped as gods. And that's where the gods came from. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned and, and here's the thing. Let me rephrase where I was going there. Here's the thing. We, as 21st century Christians, 
read Greek mythology. We read our Bibles about the Canaanite gods. We read our uh, we read about Norse mythology. We read about the Roman gods, and we think, oh, that's really nice. These people made these images, and they gave them names, and they talked to their imaginary friends all the time. Well, we have to understand, and and we miss, and we modern Christians miss so much good stuff when we don't take the Bible for what it says and then look at the history and put it all in context. Because what we have to understand is ancient people were very intelligent. They built magnificent cities. They built magnificent monuments. They figured out so many wonderful things to make their lives better just like modern man has. But we give them no credit when it came to their religion because we thought that the gods were just a filthy figmentation of a diseased imagination or something of that nature. So what we have to understand is, is these creatures were and are real. Let me give you an example. You you briefly mentioned the trans movement. Do you realize that the goddess Anana in Samaria, and the goddess Ishtar in Babylon, the same name for the same goddess, they were, she was trans. She appeared as male and female. She was the height of sexual persuasion as a female and the height of a warrior as a male. She supposedly turned men into women and women into men. And what we have In our world today, and I know I'm getting a little ahead of of, uh, part two, but what we have in our world today is people now have access, this evil spirit that was Ishtar, that was Anana, that was Aphrodite, that was Venus, that did these things, and now they, under the control of this evil entity are doing the same things all over again, and that's where we're headed. So, uh, Mac, I think uh, for a closing question, why should we be concerned today with some moldy old gods? Are they coming back? Are they here now? Are they leading people astray? Well, you know, uh, as as, as far as we know, in demonic form, they never left. Yes. These spirits... These spirits here are still here. And so, you know, we look at, we look at the ancient gods, and we'll do this in, in the next segment, but for instance, Zeus, well, we know that Baal, in the New Testament, Jesus talked about Baal, you know, when he mentioned Baalzebub, that was the god Baal, and who did he say Baalzebub was? He said it was Satan. So we know and that Baal in, Gre- in the Greek world was Zeus. In the Roman world, he was Jupiter. And so we see, we see that these entities that were Nephilim or even fallen angels that are showing up, that we see that these entities, number one, are real. And we have a world today that... And all this started much earlier, but just to bring it into a modern context. In the 1960s, 
when LSD was a legal drug, we had a whole generation of protesters that were protesting the establishment and fighting the establishment, and we thought we beat them off in the 1970s and they disappeared, but they didn't. These were people that were into hallucinogens, that took hallucinogenic drugs, that accessed evil spirits through hallucinogenics, and they all took jobs in politics and education and media, and they are under the influence of these old gods. And that's what we have to understand, That, and we have to understand, and we can't, and we have a way of um, making these guys heroes, like Hercules or Thor, all through the, through the Marvel series of movies and comic books. We make all these, these entities heroes. They're not heroes. They are evil, they are anti-God, and they're out for the destruction of humanity, and that's what people today have accessed, and that's the influence we're under, and that's why we're doing what we're doing with this study. Well, this is so important because as I listen to you speak and I think of the headlines and some of the really bizarre and weird stuff, I mean... Yep. Even our president doesn't believe in chromosomes, and there are so many... Men and women don't believe in chromosomes. You know, the party of science is really not the party of science. It's the party of madness. And why? Because of what you are saying. Well, Mac, always a delight to have you on and keep turning out good stuff, writing for us. He'll be on our program. He's got several more programs to do on this series that we're doing about the birth of the gods that deliver us from evil. Mac, once again, God bless you richly. Thank you so much for being with us. Yes, sir. My pleasure, Larry. The complete two-day presentation for Mac Dominic is available on CD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. The DVD series for Mac Dominic, Deliver Us From Evil, is now available. These DVDs will inform and incite action to battle evil. It will reinforce the fact that we worship an all-powerful, supernatural God. And if God is supernatural, His Word is a supernatural book. This study will delve into those supernatural aspects. Order Deliver Us from Evil Collection by Mac Dominic when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order at our website swrc.com. Biblical archaeologist Clayton Van Hus comes now to share the exciting discovery that affirms the existence of King David. Thank you, Matthew. King David is one of the key figures in the Bible, central in both the Old and New Testaments. Many Bible scholars, historians, and archaeologists once doubted the existence of King David. You see, they believed that he was a mythological or, at best, a legendary figure who was used to provide an origin story for the kingdom of Judah. Now, the view of the historical King David shifted with the discovery of a 9th century BC inscription at Tel Dan. The Tel Dan stele was discovered by accident in 1993, with two more fragments discovered the next year. A stele is a stone monument that usually records an important event, uh, such as a military victory. It's usually shaped like a tombstone, but taller. 
This particular stele was found outside of the city of Dan in northern Israel, close to the border of Syria, or biblical Aram. The Tel Dan inscription is a stele that was erected by an Aramean king, undoubtedly Hazael, king of Aram Damascus. Hazael reigned from around 842 to 800 BC. He was a powerful king. We read in 2 Kings 8 that the prophet Elisha spoke with Hazael, and he began to weep. Verses 12 and 13 record, And Hazael said, Why is my Lord weeping? He answered, Because I know the evil that you will do to the children of Israel. Their strongholds you will set on fire, and their young men you will kill with the sword. And you will dash their children and rip open their women with child. So Hazael said, But what is your servant, a dog, that he should do this gross thing? And Elisha answered, The Lord has shown me that you will become king over Syria. So the next thing recorded in Scripture is that Hazael killed the Aramean king Ben-Hadad by drowning him with a wet cloth over his face. So I hope you enjoyed this preview of Biblically Grounded. It's a podcast from a firm that will soon be coming to Southwest Radio Church. So what is a firm? Well, a firm is the apologetics ministry of Southwest Radio Ministries. We will provide valuable resources to help build your apologetics case file. In fact, I just returned from our Clarity to the Chaos Biblical Prophecy Conference in Columbus, Ohio, where I spoke on the Numbers 2417 prophecy of Balaam. So what is Biblically Grounded? It's a podcast from a firm that will feature apologetics arguments from biblical archaeology. We will have authors, biblical scholars, and archaeologists as guests. Archaeology, by the way, does not prove the supernatural claims of the Bible. It does, however, illuminate the text so that we can have a more complete understanding of biblical culture and context. If you would like to know more about Affirm and Biblically Grounded, you can visit our Facebook page, Affirm Ministries, for resources and discussion. And we try to put out resources to help you with your apologetics case file. So listen to Watchmen on the Wall. Stay tuned here for uh, updates and developments on both Affirm and Biblically Grounded. Thank you so much for your time today. So now back to Matthew. The DVD series from Mac Dominic entitled Deliver Us From Evil, Volumes 1 and 2 are now available. These DVDs will inform and incite action to battle the evil that is all around us. Order Deliver Us From Evil collection by Mac Dominic today when you call 1-800-652-1144. You can also order on our website, swrc.com. In our evangelical Christian culture, We've drained the Bible of exciting and critical information because we've been taught that many of its major characters are imaginary or make-believe. Most Bible teachers seem to think the citizens of Babylon, Egypt, Greece, and Rome were grown-ups who regularly played with their imaginary friends. This study will journey through the Bible to acquaint and educate you about these spiritual realities. Deliver Us From Evil DVD Collection. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. Is there a new Atlantis? And if so, where is it located? Find out on tomorrow's Watchmen on the Wall program. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station 
by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.